What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, friends. Dr. Joseph coming to you today for our Day 52 podcast as I'm going to be reading John chapter 20 verses 1 through 18 and uh, I'm going to be reading actually out of the Holman Christian Standard Bible. So let me read the the passage here for us. On the first day of the week Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran to Simon Peter and to the other disciple the one Jesus loved and said to them They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out, heading for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then, following him, Simon Peter came also. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, then entered the tomb, saw, and believed. For they still did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went home again. But Mary stood outside facing the tomb crying. As she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting there one at the head and one at the feet where Jesus' body had been lying. They said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken away my Lord, she told them, and I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, though she did not know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, Why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you've removed him, tell me where you've put him, and I will take him away. Jesus said, Mary. Turning around, she said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus told her, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them what he had said to her. Well, we are looking at, if you remember the context from yesterday's podcast and previous ones, Jesus had died and was buried in the tomb and on the cross. He took the punishment. He took the penalty of our sin for us in our place. It was a substitutionary Death, and yet he was also the substitutionary lamb. He was, he was the one that received all of the sin for the world in that moment whenever he died. And in that he was buried. He was placed into a tomb. I've been to the garden tomb in Israel before and been able to have seen what this tomb would have looked like. And at this time, and the the stone that would have been rolled in front of this tomb, it was a massive stone and it would have had uh, markings all over it, sealed up to ensure that Caesar's seal was placed upon it. 
Well, at this time as well, whenever we come to John chapter 20, this is the, the, the event that all creation, all history, all mankind is based upon and is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There have been a lot of people that have died, but there has been only one that rose again and is able to provide eternal life, and that is Jesus Christ. You know, there have been people that have even questioned about this. In fact, you go to Matthew, and you see how what they tried to do is they, they paid off the guards in order to tell a story about Jesus's resurrection that it wasn't true and in fact that uh, the disciples had come and taken the body away uh, in fact we even see how there are people who say well no Jesus never really died there was the swoon theory that's called it that's out there that says well well he just really merely just passed out for a long period of time and, and in fact we would see that all the evidence points to more and more of how Jesus died he died at the hands of the Romans that were experts, as you've probably heard. They've, they were experts in execution. And because of that, they were not going to let anybody be able to live through what they applied to them. And yet Jesus was in control the whole time. If you remember, he was the one who gave up his spirit as he cried out to the Father, into thy hands I commend, I commend my spirit. So he offered himself freely in that moment. He was in control in that moment completely, but yet he did. He did, in fact, die. In fact, Spurgeon would say the resurrection is a fact better attested than any event recorded in history, whether ancient or modern, meaning that in order for Jesus to be resurrected, he had to die. And so because of that, we are now reading the account of how people come and they discovered how Jesus was alive. And we see how the first people that came in this in this time were, were actually women. Now, this is not meant to be uh, controversial in any type of way, but, uh, but the fact that the first people that were giving the account of Jesus' resurrection were women at this time was a major cultural thing. It was a major thing to that would have broken down so many barriers in this moment because a woman's testimony at this time was not considered legitimate. And yet here God is breaking down, Jesus is breaking down so many barriers and that the first people that were able to declare that Jesus was alive or was not in the tomb were these women. In fact, we even see this later on in 1 Corinthians 15 about how Paul declares about how these were the first ones to attest of the resurrection of Jesus. And so we see how Mary is coming on the first day of the week. Now, the interesting thing about that is that we see that this would later on become the day that the church would gather to celebrate. So previously, you would see that whenever people would observe the Sabbath, they would observe a time of worship as a family together. It was on Saturdays. But we see it's the first day of week, and according to the calendar that was set, that would have been Sunday. And so because of that, we see that this becomes the day that the church would end up gathering to celebrate in history that would happen later on uh, in time. And so... Mary Magdalene comes, and so 
other gospels we see that there were other women that were present but which is fine but john puts the emphasis in his writing on mary's presence and so with jesus dying uh, right before the sabbath they were actually not able to touch a dead body whenever sunset would happen according to the law or else they would be declared unclean and so you could read about that in Leviticus and see the, the way that that was written in the law. And so with it being early in the morning, Mary is coming and she is getting ready for sunrise to happen, which is eventually what's about to happen. And so she's now able to come and able to touch the body and able to provide care for the body in its burial spot. Once again, she's thinking about the body remaining buried at this time. Well, what's her immediate response whenever she sees how the stone has been moved? All these things is that she thinks, oh, the body's been stolen, right? She immediately goes and tells John and Peter. And you got to love how John refers to himself here. You know, he's the one, the disciple that Jesus loved, right? You got to love how he talks about that. He talks about how he even outran Peter, right? He wanted to make sure that that was put into the gospel account here. So, uh, he talks about all those things. And, and so we see how Peter and John, they get there to the tomb. They're able to see in the in there of what was happening. And whenever they come in, they see that there's the cloth, and then they see that there's the head wrapping. And we see how there's this folding of the wrappings that happen. You know, that was actually considered evidence to the church that the body was not stolen because uh, if there were grave robbers that were going to come and take the body, right, they would have taken everything. They would have taken all the wrappings and for them to stop and would have folded up the linens. That was actually a, a proof that no, Jesus was the one that was able to, to do that. And so with both Peter and John witnessing then Jesus's body was no longer there, this would have been considered true testimony under the law. So for John, we can see that this was a moment for him as he talked about how he looked in, <coughs> he saw that and he believed as it talks about in verse eight. But no sir response. The disciples went home again. I, I imagine that walk back was confusing. They were wondering. They were maybe not truly understanding. In fact, we even get a glimpse of that and that they still fully didn't understand about Jesus's resurrection in that moment. And the story shifts back in this time, back to Mary, as she's found crying outside of the tomb. And as she's looking in, there we have angels that are present, these messengers. And in other gospel accounts, we still, we see their presence that's there at the tomb. In fact, we have the most memorable words that we often declare on Easter that what, he is not here, he is risen. And so for Mary, we, we see that she's crying. She has this time. She then turns around, and there's another person that's standing there. And she has this encounter with Jesus. And, and I think it's important to note in which the way that, that they encounter one another. Mary, at first, she looked at Jesus, not knowing who he truly was in that moment, and referred to him as a gardener. What have you done? Where's the body? What are you doing? And yet, notice in which the way which Jesus spoke to Mary, and all he had to do in that moment was just to say her name. 
In the moment of her worst doubts, her fears, all he had to do was say her name, and she knew who it was. She realized she was fully known by Jesus. And what a great thing to remember. Jesus fully knows us, and he loves us. With your fears, with your doubts, with your struggles, with your sin, he knows you completely. And he calls for us to believe in him. And notice what happened to Mary with her encounter with Jesus. She now had confidence as she went to the disciples and proclaimed, as it says in verse 18, I have seen the Lord. Friends, let me just remind you, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the good news. It's the gospel, and it's the best news that Jesus came and died on the cross and rose again in my place and in your place, all because he loves you. And he wants you to spend eternity with him. And maybe you're listening to this. You've been searching for hope. Maybe you've been struggling with doubts. You've been struggling with fears. And listen, let me just tell you that this is a time that maybe Jesus is calling your name. He's calling you to simply believe in him. To believe that he died for you. And to believe that he rose again to give you a hope and a future and a purpose. And listen, he wants to spend eternity with you. And you can know because he lives, you can live with him for all eternity if you believe in him. You see, the question comes, do you see Jesus as the gardener? Merely to just be somebody to tend with things here and now? Or do you see him as a risen Savior and Lord? He may be calling you right now to believe in him, to repent of your sinful life, and to receive the gift of eternal life as you surrender to him. Friend, you can just do that right now in your heart. You can just say, Lord, I come to you with my doubts, my fears, and more, more than anything else, my sin. And I just want to receive the gift of eternal life. I believe that you died in my place and that you rose again so that I can spend eternity with you. You see, friend, the moment that we try to make salvation, as Alistair Begg says, is in the first person, look at what I've done, friend, we're missing it. It really becomes something of look at what he has done. Look at what he has done. For the believer that's maybe listening, let me ask you, are you letting your doubts and fears keep you silent in the world today? Or do you have a faith like Mary that's willing to go and proclaim, I have seen the Lord? Listen, we, we may not see him physically with our eyes. We don't see him physically. But the evidence of a changed life happens every day when people understand with their hearts and they believe that Jesus is the risen Savior and Lord, no matter what circumstances may come. Let's live in confidence and boldness today for the Lord. 
Friend, thank you so much for this time with you. And I look forward to the next time we can come together and just enjoy digging into God's word even more as you continue on in our podcast. God bless you guys and talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.